Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Back. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. We got 25 more minutes of uh, this program, and we're here Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, of course, Learning University with JJ and Ed, and yours truly. So we hope you join us for that. A lot of fun, a lot of learning going on tomorrow, 10:05 Central Time. Uh, big, big question, Tim. Yes, Ray. Did, did you ever get the popcorn machine back? Oh, yes. You know, you know, oh, yes, I should question. have. Yes, I should have. Uh, you're right. There were a lot of curiosity among our listeners about that, I know, because I posted on our Today's Issues Facebook page the the missing uh, <laughs> missing popcorn machine has been returned. Mm-hmm. Good. And, Good. Uh, it was never in doubt where it was. Uh, it was at first for me. I had a panic attack, <laughs> you know, like on Tuesday or whenever I noticed that it wasn't there. You ever done something in your daily routine and then you walk up and all of a sudden, it's like walking outside and your car's not in, the, in its parking spot. You know, That'd be unnerving. Yes. When you go, what, what? That is unnerving. Yeah. Well, time's that time. 10 for me for, for the popcorn machine. Worked I know. My, you were, my you were twitching. Yes, you saw me. I saw you twitching. Yeah, I had right. to do some kind of CPR or something <laughs> on me there. No, it is back, the popcorn machine. Now, I do have another popcorn machine. We do. I share it. It's share it up near my office, uh, but that's like a, like a five-minute walk. That's too far. Right, so I don't have time to go over there. So anyway, the good news is, to answer your question, yes, Ray, the popcorn machine is back. And Fred even got some while I, I just you? sampled some during the break, and it was wonderful. Yeah, it's comfort food. It is. You know, you come in here, you talk about how the world's falling apart. Mm. Then you need to go out there and get you some popcorn. Get some you know? popcorn. Calm yeah. down. That's right. <laughs> get some popcorn right. to watch the movie. Yes. It is that too. <laughs> and yes. I must say, it is uh, just so nice of the ministry. They provide that popcorn for us. Yes. Yes, because uh, you have to sell your first child if you buy popcorn at the theater. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's how theaters make their money, actually. So. No kidding. The popcorn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the concessions, yeah. The popcorn and the Cokes. We we took the grandkids a few months ago to a movie, <laughs> and uh, we got 10. <laughs> right. I don't know how many of them went. It seemed like all of them went, maybe except for one of them. There goes the inheritance right <laughs> My <there>. word. <laughs> uh, Allison's up there buying stuff. <laughs> And I'm, I'm We're thinking, triple digits. I'm looking up at the at the thing that tells you how much everything costs, and she's calling out, "All right, need three cokes, and two sprites, and the milk duds." And I'm going ching ching. I said, "We already, we already bought the tickets to the movie. Are we obligated to spend 173 dollars on refreshments right now?" There goes the house payment. I know, oh, right? My, so it, it is, but. <laughs> On the other hand, I'm going, we're doing this voluntarily. For the grandkids. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody right. twisting our arms here. No. no. <laughs> so, uh, hey, let me ask you, uh, back to our topic uh, for just a minute, Ray, because I do want to wrap this up. Maybe there's sure. people listening who want to know, maybe they're not a Christian or they want to, maybe they're a new Christian or maybe maybe been a, a Christian for a long time still, but they want to mm-hmm. tell somebody, you know, where to start in the Bible uh, to read that you can get your basic understanding of the story of God and of man, if I can use that terminology, would you say, uh, the book of John, 
the gospel of John, like yeah, Matthew. That, that's that's exactly what I would say. Somebody coming to the Bible, I understand it's an intimidating book. It's what, it's a you know a thousand fifteen hundred sure. pages, sixty six books. Some of them you can't pronounce. What's right. this Zephaniah? What's this Habakkuk? Right? right, we don't know. Right, so if you're coming for the very first time. You could start in Genesis, nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong because Genesis tells us where we come from. But if you want to get to the heart of the story, do what Tim said. There are four Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And to be honest, Tim, you could start with any of them. Right. You won't go wrong starting with Luke. Read Matthew, you won't go wrong. But if you want to know, how can I know the God who made me? And who is Jesus, and why did he come, and why did he die, and how can I know God personally? Well, the place to start is in the Gospel of John. Take it nice and slow. Read it. Read a chapter at a time. Think about it. Pray about it. And I would say, I would say, as you're reading the Bible, the Gospel of John, pray a simple prayer. Lord, I want to know you better. Open my eyes and open my heart and speak to me. And I tell you, if you come like a little child, to the Lord. He will not turn you away. Amen. If you come with an open heart, God will reveal himself to you. And I tell you what, you won't get too far in the gospel of John until you come to John chapter three and you'll learn the truth that you can be born again. You can have a brand new life, a brand new start. So Tim, you're exactly right. We say to all of our listeners, if you want to know the Lord, well, the Bible's the place to go. And the place in the Bible to start is the Gospel of John, because you will meet Jesus that way. You know, I think most people, I think this is universally true. If you, people know uh, that there is a God. Right. Uh, whether they want to admit it or not, most people, and most, you know, if you. It's written in the heart. Okay, the there heart you go. Of every person. Um, so Steve, I'll ask you, so people know that there is a God, even if they don't know about, they don't know enough about Christianity to, to believe that is the only way to heaven, but you can't you start there. You look around and you go, you telling me all this is by happenstance or evolution that my dad used to say uh, that takes more faith to believe that this is all just random, this human existence and planet Earth and all these things. Then there's then to believe there is uh, somebody who created the order behind what we what we look at. We right? we, we tend to think that um, people deluding themselves kind of started uh, three or four years ago when we decided we could be any gender we want and to buy into all the stuff. But people have been deluding themselves about. The, their position in the universe, the, the existence of God and the obvious things around them for well, centuries, millennia, they have been trying to explain things absent God because if you put God in the picture, you have to ask what God is what, what God is like and what does he require of us? Yes. Go ahead, Ray. Well, for, I, go ahead, Fred. To the scenario that you just outlined there, uh, Romans 1 addresses that. Romans 1 basically says everybody is going to be held accountable for what they did with God and the knowledge that God gives through his creation. Uh, because creation shows, as you're pointing out, stuff 
this couldn't have happened by no, accident. No, if you're intellectually honest, mm-hmm. uh, and if you're just dead set out to disprove the existence of God, you know that's, but that's one thing. But if you want to say I'm an open, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know, uh, and I want, and I'm open minded about this, then you have to do even Charles Darwin who wrote uh, Origin of the Species and who promoted the idea of naturalistic evolution. I got that terminology right, Ray? Sure. Okay. Even he said uh, in his writings, uh, I can't explain to you how the human eye works the way it does. It's 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 basically miraculous. Now, I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. right there, but uh, because the – uh, human eye for one example is so complex in how it operates and works and its connection to the brain that y- you cannot have that come about by a million years of evolution. That's right. <laughs> huh? Well, that, 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 that just wouldn't happen. That just wouldn't happen. No. And to explain the complexity of the human mind. Yeah. Most of your brain that's encased up there in your skull is water. Now you just stop and think about this. Right. You get to my age, late sixties, and I've got years and years and years of memories of things stored there since I was a kid. It's being stored in water. How does that happen? It's like, it's like somebody designed it that way. Exactly. (laughs) How does that happen? You know, by accident. No, listen, even those doctors who have spent years and years and years trying to figure out various things that happen, they can't. They can't understand. I haven't seen or read anywhere where somebody explained to me where your memories are are stored. How is it? Explain to me how there may be areas of the brain that, that begin to deteriorate and you lose those memories, but it's stored in water for the most part. It's stored in water. Yeah. Explain That's that. That's just one me. another thing. I tell you another thing, uh, you know, I guess we could go on and on with this, but but there's of course what we're trying to talk about and I think most people know this to be true if you're intellectually honest, uh there has to be a designer. Yes. Mm-hmm. behind uh the design that we see uh, uh not only humans, but the animal kingdom and and the earth, the balance of the earth, how the earth is uh, so far from the sun. Uh, that if we were, you know, moved inches one way or another, uh, I'm using layman's terms to describe very, very scientific uh, uh, ideas, but that we would cease to exist. Yes. Because the ozone layer and everything. Anyway, all these things. So all these things point to, to anybody who's intellectually honest with themselves. We have to say there has to be somebody or a being, a uh, supreme being, a creator behind this, right, Ray? There has to Well, be. look, if you can go to the Grand Canyon and look at the glory of the Grand Canyon, if you can um, if you can look up into the stars at night, the, the magnificence of the galaxies, if, if you can do that and say, oh, this all happened by chance, 
If you can do that, that's sort of like standing in front of Mount Rushmore and saying, wow, isn't it a coincidence? It rained and it rained and it rained and here comes the wind and erosion. And wow, there's Washington's face carved up on this. It just happened by chance. And then here came Lincoln and here come Roosevelt. You know, that's what you're saying. How much better to say what the Bible says, the heavens declare the glory of God. In the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. You have to deny reality to say that this all happened by chance. It didn't, friends. It didn't. The Grand Canyon didn't happen by chance. You didn't happen by chance. You are here by the hand of a God who made you and who loved you and who gave his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for you. Uh, That is why I, I like to say atheism, though, I mean, we see it in the world today, You have to deny reality to be an atheist because all creation bears the fingerprints of the God who made it. He is the creator. He made all things, and he loves you. He wants you to know him. He gave his son. That's how much he loves you. And so, Timmy, this is not just theoretical. Uh, It leads us ultimately to the gospel, to the God who made us, who loved us and gave his son to die for us. Yeah, uh, Steve. Uh, just for a minute, your parents were uh, missionaries. Yes, sir. Christian missionaries to Madagascar. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, which you spent how many years there? Uh, f- four, four and a half, five years. Okay. Uh, my point in asking you this is for uh, a couple like your parents who were from America to to decide uh, we want to go live our lives in a foreign land on the other side of the world among people we don't even do they speak english there what do they speak french 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 and malagasy yeah uh that's crazy unless (laughs) that's that's unless you uh passionately believe what it is you're saying is going to be important in eternity i guess i could put it that way anyway which so your parents both of them had a conversion to Christ, which made them passionate about, the Bible says, tell others about Jesus, right? The first thing they, they did was to take the Scripture seriously. When God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples, they understood that to mean to go into all the world, preach the gospel, and make disciples. Why Madagascar? Why did they pick that? Uh, you know, I think they... Um, I'm not sure if I got this right, but I don't think they, that was their first choice necessarily, but God... Hawaii was already taken? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Bora Bora. Um, uh, they, um, the, the Mission Society, the conservative, they were conservative Baptist, my dad was a conservative Baptist pastor of the denomination, and uh, therefore Mission Society uh, had a need there. Yeah, I guess my, my, my main point right here in asking in Fred is, okay, so... Steve's parents wouldn't give, commit their whole life to what I've just described if, if something hadn't radically changed their absolutely, yeah, their life. Something I'll say something that the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. So, uh, anyway, I just think it's fascinating that a lot of people go through life and they never even. It's sad, really. They never even think about uh, why we're. They never really truly explore the Christian faith and what it teaches. They just go along with the world in ridiculing it for this reason or that reason. Or maybe you see something in the Bible. Uh, I always joke that 
The favorite Bible verse of people who don't believe the Bible is thou shalt not judge. Yeah. Well, actually, I heard something on our air. It was either... Um, Pastor Jeffress the other day. Uh, yeah. He's doing a, a, a series right now. Oh, thou uh, shalt not judge? Well... Uh, on the, it's on the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. But he, but, but he mentioned, he says, the favorite phrase of the unbeliever is thou shalt not judge. <laughs> it actually, he, he, he statistically uh, had the, the thing. It used to be John 3.16, he said. Yeah. That the, well, wait, but that, now it's judge not. That's the, that's the trump card for the person who wants to ridicule Christianity or, and wants to put Christians down because mm-hmm. they want to. And a lot of the reasons why, that, why the people who are non-believers do this is they have a pre, preconceived idea of mm-hmm. uh, our caricature, quite mm-hmm. frankly. They don't know, they don't know a lot of Christians personally. Yes. But, uh, they have this, uh, you know, TV idea, movie idea of what the world says mm-hmm. Christianity is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Bible does say in one place not to judge. Well, maybe multiple places, but so Jesus talked about this. But uh, there's more context to that. Yes, right. Right. It means we can't judge one another uh, on a spiritual basis. Only God can do that. Ultimately, can judge the heart. But yeah, that's we're, part we're, of the uh, series that Pastor Jefferson okay. is doing right now. Yeah. But can he say it as well as I do would be my question. Uh, but I'm not going to judge him because I haven't heard that. I've heard the message, Bray, but you ever, a lot, a lot of, that's just part, all part of the resistance that a lot of people have to wanting to submit their lives to God is how can I pick holes in the lives of other Christians? You know, in the end, the real issue for the unbeliever uh, is not a knowledge issue. It's a really a heart issue. The mm-hmm. problem is unbelief. And, and we want to say to, to all of our listeners, we invite you, we encourage you, come and check out the Christian faith. Come and check out the gospel. In fact, we would say to all of our listeners today, you don't have to take what I say or Tim says or, right. or Steve or Fred. You don't have to do that. The Bible is here for you. You can read it. Pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and what? The truth will set you free. So here's the challenge. Just take the Bible and start reading it. Again, you can you can start reading anywhere and you'll end up face-to-face with God. But the quickest way, the fastest way, the easiest way today, go to the Gospel of John in the New Testament. Just begin to read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God, but pretty soon you'll get to, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So it's an invitation. It's a challenge. If you don't know, or you're not sure if you know, or really where you stand with the Lord, the door is open. The door to heaven is wide open. The lights are on. The invitation is there. Read the Bible with an open heart and just pray and say, Lord, show me the truth about yourself. You'll find yourself at the doorstep of heaven. Jesus is waiting to meet you. Go to the Gospel of John. Start reading, folks, and uh, we'll be waiting to meet you ourselves. Amen. Amen. You know, and and today, you know, um, some people may, somebody else may say, well, I don't have a Bible. (laughs) You just go to your phone and go uh, search John 3. And you know what? You'll have the scripture yeah. right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, there are, there are Bible apps, too. You download the Bible. Ten seconds, you'll have John chapter 3 in front right. of you. Right. Or, or go into any, most hotel rooms and just steal one. 
Uh, you can take do the that. Gideon Bible. That's yeah. why the Gideons put them there. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sorry. That's not theft. The Gideons put the Bibles there. They do it for that reason. For that reason. <laughs> yeah. And millions have been saved by the Gideon That's Bible. Exactly right. Uh, in hotel rooms and uh, hospitals and prisons and other places. All right. You're listening to the radio program, Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Steve, we've got election night coverage coming up yeah. here on uh, right here on this radio station. Yeah, um, we do. Uh, stay tuned. I know that we'll be doing uh, updated newscasts at the top of the hour. Fred, I don't know what we have planned for the studio. Do you? Oh, uh, we've got a big show planned. We had a meeting about it this morning. Uh, election night at 6 o'clock central. That's Six. A, a week from Tuesday, November the 8th. Yeah. That's right. We will be here. Our team will be here. Uh, we have a lineup of special guests, and has the results come in? You will hear it first right here at American Family Radio, and you'll get reaction from a Christian perspective. That's not something you can get from the mainline media, folks. But we'll be here. Uh, we'll have analysis. It's going to be an exciting night. Even the secular media, others are saying this is probably one of the most important midterm elections in recent history. Yeah, yeah and... It'll- Probably be a, an evening of political mourning for Nancy Pelosi, which will signs are pointing that way, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which will well, they will delight me <laughs> to say goodbye to Nancy. I said political mourning. I don't wish yes. anything bad on her as a person. I'm just saying, I, I just hope she is able to retire mm-hmm. after next Wednesday, after a week from Tuesday. Go home to her $20,000 refrigerator. <laughs> and and her, some ice cream. Yes, and her $20 box ice cream. <laughs> yes. And and just live out a happy yeah. uh, life there. But uh, Get her hair done whenever she wants. Duly noted, without a mask. Without a mask, yeah. Uh, so, but uh, it's, 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 it, w- w- the prediction is... Uh, you know, everybody, most everybody is saying that, you know, Republicans will take over the House of Representatives, <clears throat> maybe, who knows by what margin, uh, and perhaps the Senate. All eyes will be on, well, well, both, but the Senate races, you know, are so razor thin right now, they're saying, you know, across the country, that there's really no way to know how this is all going to, uh, and maybe we'll know that night, mm-hmm. because the Senate right now is 50 to Republicans, 50 Democrats. So, uh, you know, is it going to be 51 Republicans, 52 Republicans, or is it going to be 51 Democrats? We don't know exactly. I do know that there are just razor-thin races, so they say, according to the polls, if you believe them, in Georgia Uh and Pennsylvania. Uh, Where else? Arizona. 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 And and watch out for Oregon. Uh, yeah, yeah, Oregon, Oregon, and oh, the yeah, state of New York—they may have Republican governors. Oh, that's yes. amazing! Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and then you've got uh, let's see, you got races. Uh, Nevada, the Republican there, Laxalt may flip that mm-hmm. Senate seat. Mm-hmm. Just there's just going to be so much going on that night on election night. We're going to be here from six central to till whatever uh, to whenever. <laughs> yes. We're going to be here covering, uh, covering, and Steve Jordahl will be bringing in updates. Yes, as well. <clears throat> Steve Starr, we didn't get to any of your stack of news there, but news does not stop. There will be news on uh, Monday. I just feel like a lot of people may be listening to us who don't know 
uh, why they're here yes. on planet Earth and what it all means. And I'm just telling you, and Ray's just telling you, the Bible will tell you yes. what your purpose is and why we're here for all of us. Amen. So there you go. We'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday afternoon and evening. Take care and God bless. Amen.